Blog all right, all right. All right, this is Watchman on the Wall. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Good God Almighty. God is good all the time. We're here to talk about the gospel of our Lord Amen. and Savior, Jesus Christ, the only one the only true living God that is alive today. He once was dead, but now he liveth, and he's going to live forever. We are going to carry his word out to let the world know that Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, is coming back to this earth. So glad to have my brother with me this evening. Amen. Timothy Jackson down there in Lubbock, Texas. Amen. He's on with me today. So we're going to really put the hammer down. And let you know, those that's listening out there, we want you to grab a friend's hand, tell them to turn the phone on, and dial that number that you got, 845. Amen. Uh, um, amen. I think it's that. It, ooh, let me get that number. Amen. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, let me get the number. You got to have that number. How did, I got it right here. Amen. Praise God Almighty. Amen. That number is... Eight four five two seven seven nine zero nine four. That's on the internet. We're so glad to be with you today, and we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna have a prayer, and I'm gonna talk for about twenty five minutes. Then I'm gonna turn the hammer over to Brother Tim Jackson. Amen. He might be on with me about an hour, maybe hour fifteen minutes. If it's longer, good. If it's shorter, good. But he has to go to work. Amen. And since he has to go to work, we're going to let the Lord say, go to work. Amen. And uh, yet still, he's going to get some words in to let you know, you better get ready. And I'm telling the church first, get ready. And then I'm telling the man, you need to repent. You need to repent. I don't care who you are, what you are, where you're coming from and where you're going. I ain't ain't never never no mind about the color of your skin or your status quo or your education. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you don't die before you know him, you're going to hell. And, and if you uh, uh, miss the rapture, you're going to have to go through the tribulation period and hope to God that Amen. you know what to do if you get left here because there is a rapture coming. It's coming faster than you a speed of light. It's going to come here so fast it's going to shock the world because, number one, the world is not looking for the first phase of the second coming of Jesus Christ. The first phase of the second of Je- coming of Jesus Christ back to the earth is the rapture. The rapture has to happen right. first before Christ can come back because the Antichrist has to rise. And when the seven-year tribulation is over, then Jesus Christ is coming back with the church to judge the world in righteousness and what? Start the millennium reign of Jesus Christ here on earth. It's not going to be in heaven. Jesus Christ is coming here first. Amen. When he comes here first, he's going to rule the earth for 1,000 years called the millennium reign of the time that Satan will be bound in the bottomless pit and man will have to deal with one sin, the sin of unbelief. And that sin you cannot blame on the devil. That's man's problem. Amen. Is unbelief because you have to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, that he died and rose again, and only the cross, only the cross is the way to salvation. Amen, amen. amen. So we're going to bow our heads. 
and then we're going to go into the book of Revelation. Amen. We're going to talk about that. And then the brother, brother, brother Tim Jackson, is picking on up after that. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity right now in Jesus' name. We ask you right now that your Holy Spirit be uh, up on our hearts, up on our minds, up on our soul, and up on our spirit, that we can break the word of life. Uh, 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 to the people that's out there. We hope that many as possibly that can listen in, amen, in the name of Jesus, because this time is short, the day is far spent, and the sun is going down. And we need your help right now, Lord, that we can preach the word in season and out of season, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that somebody, somebody may come to acknowledge you in repentance of sin and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing with your mouth that he died and rose again, and he can live in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This is Elder G. Bazaar. This is, uh, amen, my co-host, my friend, my co-colleague, and my 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 man of the man of the hour, Timothy Jackson, Amen. Been with me since 2012, Amen. We've been I've been preaching the gospel like I told told you before about 58 years. This same gospel I'm preaching right now. I haven't changed it. The word haven't changed, and I'm not trying to fix it up. I'm not trying to dress it up. I'm not trying to smooth it out. I'm gonna tell you the rough roads and the good roads, and the, I'm, I'm I'm gonna tell you the crooks and the crannies. That what Satan is planning out. I've been preaching ever since '65. Brother Tim Jackson's been preaching about 20, 23, or 24 years. Amen. Amen. The same gospel that I'm preaching. We don't have no fuss about the scripture. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And man, when you got the Holy Spirit, Amen, in you, the real Holy Spirit, the real Holy Ghost, the real God, the one that came down through 42 generations. Wrapped up in human flesh, born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and stayed on this earth three thirty-three years. He went back to heaven after the resurrection. I'm talking about that God. I'm talking about the God as Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the only God. Because there's only one. There's not three. There's no such thing as three Godheads. There ain't only one Godhead: God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. All three are one. Manifestation of each one of those offices has been manifested. And since the last manifestation of who God is was the baptism of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And ever since then, the Holy Ghost has been on the earth. It's been saving, 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 saving. It's been saving souls every day, every hour, every minute, ever since the day of Pentecost. And now, and now, we are living absolutely, definitely, uniquely in the last hour of the church age. You hear what Amen. I said? The last hour of the church age. The church age is almost over. It is almost over because the Bible says the last church age will be the most horrific and the most devastated and the most mis- misinterpreted false body of the Antichrist. This, this false church is conjured up by the false Christ, which is the Antichrist, and it consisted of lying wonders, miracles, all kinds of unique things going on in this false church, and people are sucking it up. Why? Because they're not preaching the cross. They're not preaching salvation. They're not preaching repentance. They're not, re- they're not preaching holiness. They're not preaching conversion, conversion, a changed life. 
before you can get to heaven, you must have a changed life. And the only one can change your life is the blood of Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation, a horrific, woo, terrifying book. This is a this Amen. is Satan's nightmare. This is Satan's nightmare. He cannot he cannot take revelation. He cannot read from revelation. He can't even think about revelation because the revelation is the judgment upon the world, judgment upon the Satan, judgment upon the the wicked, judgment upon the fallen angels and cherubims, falling up on the uh, Nephilims and the demons that are roaming the earth today is a terror to the wicked kingdom. The kingdom of darkness cannot stand revelation. Why? Because revelation is judgment. And in the book of Revelation, we got 22 chapters. Every chapter is an episode. Every chapter, every chapter is a drama. Every chapter is exciting. Every chapter is unique. Every chapter is going to run all the way through seven years, including the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ. So what I'm saying, Revelation covers the period of 3,700 years. How do I get that? I get that from the church age. Church age started in what? On the day of Pentecost. That was the beginning of the church age. How long, how long would the church age last? 2,000 years. 2,000 years. And if it, after the 2,000 years, we got what? We got the seven-year tribulation. The seven-year tribulation, to add on to that, we end up at 2,000 years, which is 2030. 2030 is 2,000 years. And the 2,000 years are up. Christ will what? Be revealed from heaven huh? with the church because the church will not, cannot, impossible to go through the seven-year tribulation. The seven-year tribulation was definitely created and made by God because of the Jews. Oh, let me slow down a little bit. The Jews have to deal with God in the last seven years because God promised the Jewish people long before the cross. He promised them that he would deal with the Jewish nation, listen to me now, 490 years exactly, 490 years exactly. God said, I'm going to deal with Israel. And he dealt with Israel from 440 B.C. from all the way over to 30 A.D., which concludes 483 years. I want you to get that now. 483 years God dealt with the Jews in rebuilding the wall, in rebuilding the temple, and getting Jerusalem uh, 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 rebuilt it uh, for the time of Jesus Christ coming. Because when Jesus Christ came, the first time, amen, the Jews had to have a temple. And that temple was built by Herod and uh, uh, Zerubbabel and Joshua. Not the, not the Joshua they call by the land of Egypt, but there's another Joshua. And they rebuilt the temple, and Herod refurnished it. And that's the temple that Jesus Christ cast out the money changes. So that temple had to be built in order for Jesus to go into the temple to, uh, to cast out the money changes. And that temple was destroyed in 70 A.D., that was eliminated. Amen. That was burnt to the ground. Why? Because mm. the Jews rejected. They rejected what? The cross 
of Christ. They rejected the birth, the death, and the resurrection. They, they rejected that Jesus Christ is God Almighty. The God of the Old Testament became the New Testament by becoming a man and suffering as a man and died as a man, and by his death, there was a resurrection because he was God Almighty and he was a sinless sacrifice and the only sacrifice that man, listen to me, that man, woman, boy, girl, in the human race could be redeemed. That's the only way. There's no other way, my friends. No, no, Baptist is not the way. Uh-uh, Presbyterian is not the way. Methodist is Amen. not the way. Huh? Catholic is not the way. A cult is not the way. Worshiping no, idols is not the way. Moloch and Dagon is not the way. No, no. Jesus Christ said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father but by him. So come on, world. Come on, liar. Come on, backbiter. Come on, false prophets. Come on, false Christ. You've got to recognize that God is God all by himself. He don't need you. You need him, and he's willing enough to give his son that you can have eternal life through him. So what's going on today? What's going on today? We're in that last church age. Go to the book of Revelation. If you go to the book of Revelation, we're going to start at that third verse in the, in the book of Revelation, that last church, which is Laocidia, which is the humanist church, which is the hypocritical church, which is the church that's in form today, and it has been in form for the last 75 years. It started in 1948. It is called WCC. In 1948, the WCC began. What do WCC stand for? World, listen to me, world, not heavenly, World Council of Churches. World mm. Councils of Churches. That's what WCC stands for. That began in 1948. The rebirth of Israel, 1948. The rebuilt of NATO, which is the revived Roman Empire, 1948. 1948 was the beginning of the end of the last generation. We are in the last generation now. This generation will end in 2030 when what? Jesus Christ comes back with the church. But before he comes back with the church, Israel is due seven more years. Because at the cross, the Jewish people, the Jewish nation of Israel was cut off. God cut them off from the olive branch. And guess mm. what he did? He engrafted the Gentiles into the church by the new birth. The only way that you can be grafted in to the body of Christ from the olive tree is the new birth. You cannot join a church and say you've been born again. The only way you Amen. can be born again is through what? The burial, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is no other name given among the nations, given among men, where men can be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. So all Amen. these spectators, all these speculators, all these high men of doctors of Greek and ecology and biology and sociology and, 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 and terminology, all these men have tried to put something together, amen, to call it a church. And you can't put nothing together ooh, without the blood of Jesus Christ. You cannot have a church without the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You know why? Because Jesus said, up on this rock, 
upon this revelation, upon this plan that I have, I'm going to build my church, not churches, but church. I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell cannot, will not, never prevail against the body of Christ. The devil thinks he's winning, but he's losing every time. The one that's losing Mm. is you and the devil if you refuse to refute sin and turn your back on sin and repent of your sin and fall on your sin-bending knees and Mm. stop going to church thinking you going to church is going to save you. You'd be surprised how many devils are going to church. There's a lot of people ain't even been born again going to church and confessing Christ, but they have never had a divine revelation and a redemptive plan of being redeemed from the power of sin. They're still lying, still cheating, still whoremongering, still singing in the choir, still gambling, still cussing. They're doing Mm. all that, and then they come out to church talking about, did we have a good service? Yeah, but did anybody get converted? Did anybody turn around and say, look, I've been born again? In fact, you don't even hear the word born again anymore in some of these churches. The new birth. That's right. The new birth is conversion. Conversion means change. Changes can, can only come by Jesus Christ. But the book of Revelation gives you seven churches, and the first three chapters covers the period of 2,000 years. The first three chapters cover seven churches, and out of those seven churches, only two, only mm. two were doing absolutely what God called them to do, and that was Amen. to be a witness for me. I didn't say be a church member. I didn't say be a deacon. I didn't say be a preacher. I didn't say be a missionary. I said be a witness for me and to the utmost parts of the world and to the utmost parts of the kingdoms of the world and let the world know that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. He's not dead. Amen. Since he's my father, and people talk about he's dead, I like to know how come nobody didn't notify me. I like to know who dug the grave. If God is dead, I like to know where did they bury him. I like to know where did they get the idea that God is dead? Because you can't kill God, but one thing you did do, you killed his son. And when you killed his son, you didn't kill God. You killed his son in the flesh. You killed him physically, but you couldn't kill him spiritually because he got up out the grave on the third day morning, and now he had power to save the low of the low of the low. He can save anything. He can Amen. save any kind. The only thing man needs to do, he needs to fall on his crusty knees and find his kneecap and bend his knees at 90 degrees and bow his head and admit that he's a low-down, rotten sinner because of Adam and Eve, they failed, and Satan took over the world. He has control, right. and he is the God of this age, and he rules in high places, and he rules in darkness. He rules in depravity. He rules in sin. He rules in every arbitrary thing that he can think of, and he tries to defy God. He tried to eliminate God. He tried to get rid of God. He even tried to drown him. He tried to, he, he tried to crucify him, but he got up by the grave. 
afraid. He tried to talk, to talk about him and call him everything but the Son of God, but Jesus Christ is still alive, and guess what? He saved it. The seven churches, let's run through them for a minute. The church of the Ephesian church, the backslidden church, the church that didn't lose their first love but left their first love. There's some people in the church that don't backslid. They don't backslid. Why? Because they left their first love. They don't love the Lord yeah. like they did in the beginning. They're not going out winning souls. They're not praying. They're not, they're, they're, they're not into the, 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 the heat of God's word. They're not studying. They're just laying around going to business meetings. They're taking all kinds of banquets. They're giving people anniversaries. They're doing all kinds of programs. But they have left their first love, and Jesus tells this church to repent or otherwise I will come quickly, and I will remove the candlesticks. That's the first church. So that church was at default. The second church, the church of Smyrna. Oh, my God, sweet smelling. They, per- they were persecuted. Satan said, mm. I look, I can't, get, I can't get in the Ephesian church because they hold up the doctrine. There's one thing they did do. They helped the faith. They, they told the world that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is God Almighty, and they stuck to that doctrine because that's the highest doctrine in the Bible. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. God was manifested in the flesh, seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, received of the glory after the resurrection, and Ephesians held to that church. But they didn't hold to preaching the gospel of the com- complete gospel of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Satan said, well, I can't get them, so I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go down here to Smyrna and put them in a line arena. I'll burn them. I'll boil them. I'll cook them. I'll, 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 I'll kill everyone that claims the name of Christ. But let me tell you something. When the church of Smyrna was persecuted, the more Satan persecuted, Persecuted the Smyrna church, the church grew. It grew. It grew. Amen. In the times of situations that the people thought that uh, Satan thought he could destroy the church, but the more people he killed, the more people came to Christ. And Satan said, oh, my God, what am I doing? I can't kill these people. I can't get rid of these Christians. Why? Because a Christian is like Christ. A Christian has a spirit spirit like Christ, and the devil can't stand Christ. And if you're a child of God, you ain't going to have too many friends. If you're a child of God, you're going to live holy. If you're a child of God, you're going to love God. If you're a child of God, you're willing to give up your life for the cause of Christ. Why? Because you're a child of God. Because there is no other power on the planet like the power of God that can save your soul, and guess what? Keep you saved. Saved forever. Saved for eternity. Saved to see Jesus Christ and live with him forever. And that church, the devil couldn't get rid of the Christians. So what happened? He comes up to the next church. The next church is Pergamos. Pergamos was known as the Compromised Church. And Constantine started that Compromise. Constantine went across the river and with, with his soldiers of men, and when he got in the river, he said he saw a sign of a cross in the sky, and he said this here represents Christianity. Yes, uh, the cross wow. represents Christianity, but there's a fake Christianity. Now, a lot of people wear crosses around their neck. That don't mean they're Christian, good God Almighty. There's a mm-hmm. lot of Christian, uh, there's a lot of church buildings that have crosses, but that don't mean that's a Christian church, good God Almighty. But see, they're going under the name, and, and Constantine said, I'm going to go and kill, and I'm going to go uh, to this church and compromise with the people. And guess what? 
when Constantine came into the church, guess what he brought with him? He brought paganism with him. He brought whoredom with him. He brought incest with him. He brought drugs with him. He brought all this stuff in the church, and he compromised with the people. And the people drew to, was drawn to sin, and they be, they began to go for the, the the sins of the world and forget about conversion. And that church became corrupt because they're compromising. And the world today is compromising, uh, uh, trying to compromise with Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ said, "I'm not going to compromise with nobody because I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of God and the Lord of Lords. I am a holy God, and I can't compromise with sin. I can't compromise Amen. with lying and cheating and backbiting. I can't compromise with drug dealing. I can't compromise with child pornography. I can't compromise with drunkenness. I can't compromise with incest of sin. I can't compromise with no sin. And so what happened? That church became corrupt. And when it came corrupt, it came so bad. The Lord Say now, look, I, I know. I know what y'all doing. Y'all took the doctrine of Balaam. Y'all took the doctrine upon yourself. You told you took the doctrine of Balaam because Balaam was a false prophet, and what he did, Balak. Balak told Balaam to go on top of uh, uh, up on the mountain and curse the children of Israel, and he couldn't curse them. Three times he went up to curse the children of Israel, and he couldn't curse them. So when the, the next time he went up, he told him, "Say if you can't curse them, that's all right." Balak said, "Why don't you do this, Balaam? Why don't you uh, have a party? Why don't you have a, a good party? Why don't you bring the Moabite women down to the camp? And when you bring the Moabite women down to the camp. I want you to invite all the men. I want you to invite all the good-looking women mm-hmm. and bring them down there, and y'all have a little get-together. And you start off real slow. The only thing you got to do is make sure you have a little wine and a little uh, Jack Daniel. Have, make sure you have a little drugs. And what we'll do, we'll rub or dub each other. Uh, and we'll uh, start feeling on the women and start going with the women. And then we'll go into fornication. And then we'll go into adultery, and then we can bring a curse upon Israel because they have committed spiritual fornication. And that's what the church is doing today. The church of uh, Pergamos is doing uh, spiritual fornication. The world, the world is mixing, trying to mix with the church, and the church is trying to mix with the world, but it's no good because the next church that comes on the scene, and by the way, by the way, when God found out, because he already knew, when he found out that all these men committed fornication and adultery with these Moabite women, and the church is infiltrated with that stuff today, women in the church fornicating and adultery and divorce and remarried and ex-lovers and lovers here and going here and going there, it's in the churches today. And God told them, I'm angry at Israel. I'm angry at the men that partake in this. And I want you to do this. I want you to take the men that was involved with this year, spiritual fornication and physical fornication. I want you to take them out there in the wilderness. I want you to take them out there. You read this in the 24th chapter of Numbers. And God said, I want you to take 25,000 men. You hear what I said? 25,000 men died. In the wilderness, because 
of the infiltration of sin into Israel. And there's an infiltration in the churches today. God's going to find somebody in the church that's in this spiritual fornication. And guess what? He slayed 25,000 men in the church of Pergamos. And that's the doctrine of Balaam. The next church, the church of Thyatira, that's when the church married the world. That's when all the worldly stuff came into the church. That's when hip-hop came in. That's when short dresses and low-cut low cut blouses came into the church. That's when men, loose women, came into the church that was not uh, converted, and they took up on the offices of the church, and they took up on the position of the church. That's when the men began to do all kind of wickedness. That's the church of Thyatira. And guess what? There was a rebel. There was a, there was a coup. Uh, Martin Luther. Martin Luther nailed 95 thesis on Wittenberg door and told them, stop it. Stop it. Read mm. the scripture. And the scripture said, the just shall live by faith and not by works. And men today are living by works. They're doing good works, but it's filthy. They're doing good things, but it's filthy. And, and Martin Luther said, stop it. And he said, the just shall live by faith. And you will read in the Bible of Habakkuk. You will read in the book of Romans. You will read in the book of uh, 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 Hebrew. It says, the just shall live by faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. For you must believe Amen. that he is, and that he is a reward of those that, those that serve him. And if you're not walking by faith, you're walking by works. And works do not save you. Faith is what saves you. Faith is what saves in the shed blood of Jesus Christ on Mount Calvary because when he went to the cross he didn't have to go but he went anyway and when he went anyway he said my father my father my father my God why hast thou forsaken me he hung up there for six long hours and they whipped him and they beat him and they didn't have no respect of the great God of Zion but that's alright Jesus said I got power to lay down my life and I got power to pick it up again and he said just give me a little time give me about three days and three nights I got to make a visitation I got to go to hell good God almighty many men many men have already been in hell but they're not they didn't get up by themselves good God almighty nobody mm -hmm, no 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 ordinary man went to hell and and came back on his own power they're still in hell the wicked are still amen Jesus said, I'm going down there, and when I go down there, I'm going to give you a time limit. I'm going to be down there for three days and three nights, and after the three days and three nights, I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to raise myself up, and I'm going to I'm going to come out of the tomb. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And when he came up out of the tomb, the devil said, uh-oh, I'm in trouble now. I'm in, um, I'm in trouble. I'm in a bad way. I'm in a sad way. I can't do nothing right now. I can't even, I can't, I can't keep nobody from getting saved. But wait a minute. The only person that keep you from getting saved is yourself. Amen. The only person that can stop you from being saved is yourself. The mm. devil can't stop you from being saved. That's you right. can come to Jesus Christ. Whenever, not when you get ready, but whenever you make up your dying mind and make up mm. your mind and say, Lord, I want to be saved from what? Sin. Because if you're not saved from sin, you are going to die one day. 
If you don't die tomorrow, you can die to, you can die the next day. If you don't die the next day, you can die three or four years from now. But if you die without getting the real understanding of the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in your life, guess what? Good God Almighty, you got to pay for your own sins. And paying for your own sins means that you got to spend eternity in a devil's hell. And the devil got a hell. It belongs to him. God gave it to him. God prepared it for him. He said, since you rebelled against me, since you tried to uh, uh, take my throne, since you tried to take my angels, and he did take one-third of them. He took one-third of what? The angels of heaven. And then he had nerve enough to come down here on earth on the top of Mount Hammond. And on the top of Mount Hammond, there was 200 angels. And they plotted out with Satan and said, hey, Satan, let's make a deal. We're going to make a deal. We're going to go down there and let, let, let's cohabitate with the human race. And if we cohabitate with the human race, we can get our own race. We can get, we can get a race of wickedness. We can get a race of wickedness. Don't you know the devil and his angels plotted to incarnate themselves and go into the daughters of men and produce giants, which are called Nephilim, and Nephilim are on the earth today. They are fallen angels that have cohabitated with the daughters of men, and they produce demons. Demons That's on right. earth today. You want to know why the world is going to hell? Because demons are here. Oh, Devils are right. here. Fallen angels are here. Everything that's foul, everything that's, that, 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 that God has condemned, the demons and the angels are rampaging through the humanity of this time, mm. and the devil is taking millions of people to hell every day. Why? Because oh, people man. won't hear the word of God. They won't hear the true preacher. They hear the old liar. They hear the old backbiter. They hear the old funny guy. They'll believe everything that they can make up that's not coming from the Bible, and they believe it. And Jesus Christ stayed in hell. And when he stayed in hell, he met face to face with Lucifer, the demons, the devils, the Nephilim. And they said, well, who was this? And the devil said, this, this is the Messiah. This is the so-called Messiah. This is the one that said he's going to leave. He's going to leave in three days and three nights. And he began, I believe, oh, the devil said, hey, death, if you can hold him. And corruption said, if you can hold him, death, I'll corrupt him. Yeah, you corrupt Abraham. You corrupt all them guys. Their body's still in the grave. Now, if we can corrupt this one, if we can hold him, we got to hold him. If we don't hold him, we're in trouble. In other words, we're in trouble. That means man's sins can be forgiven. Man can be washed and made white. Man can be redeemed. If he come up out that grave, we just want to hang it up. Because he'll be able to save souls. He'll be able to go into paradise and get those that was in paradise for 4,000 years and bring them in the presence of God. Because the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you and wash you and make you and sanctify you and justify you and give you a new song, give you a new heart, give you a new look on out life. You don't have to worry about drugs. You don't have to worry about fornication. You don't have to worry about adultery. You don't have to worry about lying and cheating and backbiting. Because you will have the righteousness of Christ. And guess what? Christ came from the grave with all power in heaven and in earth in his hand. And guess what? Amen. After that, the church of Sardis came. And the church of Sardis came back to Protestant Reformation. 
and they protested against the Catholic Church. That's the world church. That's the one that's found in the book of Revelation, the 17th chapter. The Catholic Church come from Rome, and Rome was a corrupt generation, and it was a corrupt kingdom. And all the Roman Mm. theology and Catholicism came from the Roman Catholic Church. And the Roman Catholic Church is a world church that will go into the great tribulation. And the tribulation is found in the 17th chapter of Revelation, where the woman is up on the scarlet beast, and she's got a golden cup in her hand. That's the false church. That church came from Laodicea. Laodicea was the Mm. beginning of the false church. And now the world is telling we need, we need, we need a false church. The reason they want a false church because they want to lie. They want to steal. They want to backbite. They want to whoremonger. They want to do all the things that they want to do and try to claim Christ. But you can't claim Christ in sin. I don't care who you are, what you are, where you're coming from. If you are a sinner, you cannot claim Christ until you accept him as your personal Savior. And now we got denominationism. And guess what? Denominationism is joining the world church. The world church is linking up with denominationism. All the Baptists, the Presbyterians, the Methodists are linking in with this year woman, and they say, well, this is good because we got a new way of living. We got we, 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 we can be a Christian and be a prostitute. We can be a Christian and be a whoremonger. We can be a prostitute and be a lazy, honey. Yeah, I believe in Christ. I trust in Christ. Well, if you trust in Christ so much and you believe in him so much, you've got to turn from your sins. And you ain't turning. You're still going on. And you know what the Bible says in Romans 1.17? God said, now, look, if y'all don't turn from this mess, if you don't turn from this homosexual, and if you don't turn from this line, if you don't turn from this uh, uh, lesbianism, guess what? You keep on doing it, keep on doing it, and, re- and, and reject my love and reject my salvation, I'll give you over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are unseen. And you know what's going to happen in our generation now? We got a lot of reprobated minds. Amen. In the homosexual world. A lot. We got people in the church that's reprobate. You might not hear hear about what they're doing, but they're doing this stuff undercover. But you can't hide from God. God got your number. And this year, Protestant is going to link up called the World Councils of Churches. And it is called what? The World Church which is found in the 17th chapter of Revelation. We're getting ready to close in now. I'm closing in on you. The last church, next to the last church, is called the Church of Philadelphia. And that church is the evangelistic church. This is when the church will come out from amongst the four walls and go out into the hedges and highways and preach the gospel that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. These are the only two churches that God accepted, and that was the church of Smyrna and the church of Philadelphia, which is the hour in which when the rapture comes, they says in the third, three and ten, it says he will keep you from the hour of temptation that falls up on earth. And that hour of temptation is the tribulation period. The tribulation period is that hour of temptation because you're going to have a decision to make. Either you're going to accept the Antichrist or you're going to accept Jesus Christ by faith. If you don't accept him by faith, you're going to accept him by sin and works. And the works is the devil will say 
The Antichrist said, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you the power to buy and sell. If you refuse uh, uh, the mark of the beast, you will be beheaded. America is headed for judgment. The world is headed for judgment. The churches is headed for judgment. The gangsters are headed for judgment. The prostitutes are headed for judgment. Why don't you come on to Jesus Christ? Quit playing around. I'm not playing around. I tell you, Brother Jackson is not playing around. This is a serious honor. This is a serious call. I'm not. I'm not beating you down. I'm not talking about you. I'm warning you. He is warning you. Jesus Christ warned you. The prophets warned you. The Bible's warning you. Turn from your wicked ways and quit playing with God Almighty. And guess what? The last church, which we are now in, is going to be left here after the rapture. And the 490 years will be fulfilled what God promised the Jew, that he would deal with them 490 years. So thank God for the Jew. 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 Because the Jews are the one that's going to reveal the real Messiah of all ages. And they're going to be revealed after the rapture of the church. And God is going to close the seven-year tribulation with 144,000 Jews and two witnesses. And if you're left here after the rapture, you will see these men, and you will witness 144,000. God bless you. Go ahead, brother. Put the hammer down. Amen, doctor. Amen. You already put the hammer down. Amen. (laughs) on fire, brother. Amen. Awesome word. Amen. 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 The time is drawing near. Amen. Yes, There's is. a lot of things that are going on in this world today. Amen. We are praying for your soul. Amen. We are praying for your very soul. If you have not received Christ, amen. I know a lot of people think, you know, think that this is a joke. Amen. People have mocked the churches. They've mocked God. They've mocked the Savior. Amen. For many years. And a lot of people, like the brother said, a lot of souls are lost. There's a lot of people in hell. But they won't yes, get a Lord. second chance. And, yes, brother, I've been Lord. thinking about this as early as this morning as I got up. Amen. I was blessed to see another day. Come but on, I think about you. the souls that have been lost. Amen. I don't know why I went to bed with that on my mind and woke up with it on my mind. So many souls did. have been lost. I know so you did. So many souls have been lost. There is no return. Amen. The brother said, once you go to hell, that's it. Hell is pain. Hell is torture. Look at Luke, the 16th chapter. Read what it says in Luke, the 16th chapter. Come on, preacher. Hell is torment. Hell is painful. There's no fun. There's no drugs. There's no prostitution. There's no sex. There's no money. There's no clubbing. There's no party. No. There's no drinking or drugging. Come on, preacher. Tell there, 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 there's no there's no fellowship like like a house party or anything like that. No. There's nothing but torment. And then after hell, Amen, comes the white the great white throne judgment. Amen. For Come those on. that are lost. Amen. Um, amen. You know, David talk about the end. He talked about the end in in um. What he talked about uh, was the resurrection. Amen. Let me go there real quick. 
And All I've right, seen the love. Go ahead, bro. Excuse me, say a lot. Amen. We see us going back to the same books. That's because that one chapter can say a lot. A lot of people understand about the Bible. A one chapter, one verse can say a lot. Amen. Amen. I just read to you what it says in Daniel, the 12th chapter. Amen. Watch what it says. Uh, Daniel 12, chapter, verse 2, it says, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth yeah. awake. Come on. Amen. Amen. So what this portion of verse 2 is, is covering twofold. It's covering those who uh, he's, he's, he's referring to the resurrection as a whole, meaning those who will enter in eternal life, and those who will enter into eternal damnation. Two different time frames of, rever- of resurrection mean that the saints and those that don't believe are not going to be resurrected at the same time. He's talking about before the great tribulation and then after the great tribulation. Yeah. And then, amen. I'm sorry, not after, I mean after the tribulation, I mean after the 1,000-year millennial reign. Amen. This is what he's referring to. This is why it says, it says, and many of them shall sleep in the dust of the earth, shall awake. Amen. That means all the people who have died in this world, whether they were saved or not saved, right now they are sleeping in the dust. Amen. Some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Come on, Amen. come on, come on. Amen. You want to be one of the ones that's going to rise to everlasting life. You don't want to be ashamed. Do you know how many people are going to be ashamed? The Bible talks about over Matthew 7, chapter, how many is going yes, to go sir. Yes, sir. into destruction much more. will go into destruction. Amen. Hey. In other words, there's going to be more lost souls than it is those that are saved. Lord, have mercy. Come on. Come on, preacher. You can't help but to think about it. Because what's going to happen at the end of that 1,000-year reign, millennial reign, Lucifer is going to to be loosed. But God's going to strike him down. He's going to cast him into the lake of fire. If the Lucifer is cast into the lake of fire, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a great resurrection. Come on, man. Lord, have mercy. Have John mercy. Said, there's going to be a great resurrection of the dead, those that have died in this life and been asleep all the way as far back as Adam and Eve. I mean, as far back as Cain. Amen. Yeah. Those that have rebelled against God since the beginning of time will be resurrected. I mean, they've been in the dust for a long time. A lot long of those spirits have been in hell for a long time. Amen. Amen. Now, you got some folks that don't believe in hell. They don't believe hell exists. Amen. <laughs> they don't believe the lake of fire exists. Hey, I understand. I get it. I, I understand how one can say, how could God punish man for not believing him such with such pain? Man, let me tell you something. That boiling hot water is hot. That tub hot, water bro. is hot. It's hot, man. You can't even you can't stand it. You can't your skin can't withstand that, that that heat. So you can you imagine the lake of fire? Lord have mercy. 
Amen. I would like to say also that it's not real. I would like to say that, but I can't. You want to know why? Look at these people out here that have mass murdered people. They are here kidnapping kids, taking them off somewhere, and harming them and then murdering them. These yeah. That family again. Think about the people who are just, they don't care about life. They mass murderers. They, 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 they sexual maniacs. People out here killing people. Amen. Just, just the lost of my, these are sick-minded people. And as the reverend said before, there's no place in heaven for these people. God's not going to allow that nonsense in heaven. He cannot allow it to come to heaven. Amen. He cannot allow sin to be in heaven. It, It was there once before when Lucifer rebelled against him, and God put Lucifer and his angels out of heaven the first time. Amen. Come on. God will not permit nor tolerate. tolerate. He won't permit nor tolerate. Amen. He won't. Come on. He just won't sin in heaven ever again. He no, wants sir. to do away with sin because sin is so evil. evil. It's so wicked. It's so diabolical. Look at what Lucifer has done to the world when he came out. He deceived Eve, Adam and Eve. Look what he did. Look what he done. 6,000 years of sin, 6,000 years of human sacrifice, 6,000 years of sexual ritualistic uh, uh, murders and killings. Uh, these, these, are, these are sadistic sacrifices. They've been doing this stuff every since the beginning of time, sacrificing children, sacrificing babies, sacrificing young men and women, drinking blood. This stuff is nonsense. This is terrible. And you think God, like the brother said yesterday, he's been on this earth for almost 80 years. I've been here just 50 years now. I know we're tired of looking at sin. We're tired of turning on the news and hearing about mass shootings, tired of hearing about kids being kidnapped, people being raped, people being murdered, people being killed. All this evil sin, these are sick-minded people, and these people are making these evil choices. These people have to go somewhere, and God said, you know what? I won't allow them to go somewhere and just be off sinning because God hates sin. So he can't allow you just to be somewhere in the universe just sinning up a storm because you'll be just cussing him out and blaspheming God. So God said, I know what? I'm going to punish them so they're going to they gonna wish that they never existed. You're not going to have, you're going to be, that lake of fire is so hot, you're going to be tormented every split second, millisecond, every second, Ooh, every minute, every hour. For all eternity, you're going to be punished, tormented, continuously. Your mind is like, a, it's like an insane man going insane a million times over. You're just going to be in constant pain. You're not going to have time to think. You're not going to have time to cuss God, to, to uh, blaspheme. You're not going to have time to do anything. You're going to be in so much pain. And the Next. one that never died is going to, is going to remind. The only thing you're going to be able to do is remember. Remember why you're there. God Come on. Let you, Come on. He's not going to let you forget because, you know, after so many, uh, uh, so much time, you probably would forget if, if the worm wasn't there to remind you. You'd be like, man, why am I being punished like this? No, God said, no, you don't know exactly why. Because the hardness of man's heart, when they don't say, Lord, save my soul, when they don't confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, come on, come on, when come you on. harden your heart and you have yeah. a reprobate mind, when you say, hey, 
this is the way I was born, and you say you want to be gay, ain't nobody going to change you, can't God change you, you want to mock and blaspheme God. See, that's what gets you in trouble. See, sin is not what's going to take you to hell. Amen. Sinful acts is not what's going to take you to hell. It's the rejection of God that's going to take you to hell. And so many people in church, like the brother said, so many people in church claim they love God. No, see, you're not getting the full picture. I gave you a clear example yesterday. All yesterday I gave you a clear example of what salvation is. People in church, playing church. No, you have to be sincere. Just like you just like you love your family and your friends and you're sincere with them, you gotta be sincere with God and believe God can deliver you from anything. You got to be sincere and say, God, save me from this sinful life. Save yes, me. I, I confess and believe that your son died yes. on the cross for my sins. Yes. I, mean, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I want Come to be on. saved. Come into my heart Come today, on. Lord. I want to be saved. I don't want to be punished. I don't want to be tormented for all eternity. Help me, Father. Come on. I can't stand pain and stress and, and things of this world. Things of this world, I can't. It's, it's just it's too much on me here. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. More or less, God, I don't want to be in torment for all eternity. Come on, save my Tell soul. That. I know what I said 23 years ago. I said, Lord, save my soul. I knew I was a sinner. Amen. We still have sin, but we're not sinners. We still That's make right. mistakes. We, we still fall, but we're not So We don't make it a lifestyle. Amen. Come we on, make mistakes you. here and there. But what I want you to understand is that we are not better than you. We are not perfect. The only difference between those that are saved and those that are not saved, we've accepted Christ. We've accepted him as our Lord and Savior. We believe that God raised him from the dead and that he sent him Come to on. this earth to die for man's sin. That's the only difference. And because of that, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not concerned with nobody saying what nobody thinks. People can think all they want to. They can say all kind of negative stuff about him. I'm not in a slight bit least concerned. Because you want to know why? At the end of the day, with Woo! all my flaws and imperfection, God has saved my soul. Whatever goals I don't reach in this life, that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach them because you want to know why? I'm gonna reach them on the other side, meaning that God has saved my soul. I have eternal life and the benefits of eternal life for all eternity. Love, peace, joy, Come on, happiness, Come on. no more stress, no more pain, no more tears, no more crying. I have those benefits to look forward to. I don't have to worry about somebody looking down on me or people stressing me out on the job or people being ugly to me and talking about me in front of my face and behind my back. These are the things that we don't have to deal with anymore. But because people don't have the love of God in their heart, they choose to be mean. They choose to be ugly. And the world can be ugly. We know that the world can be ugly. Look at a lot of stuff that we see on social media and the comments that people make when people get killed or die. People are heartless. These are the type of people that you will not see in the kingdom of God. Yes, These right, are the brother. people who will not make it in. Amen. Because they made it upon they, they took it upon themselves to to not obey God's word and his commandments. Amen. Yeah. I got to watch the time. Amen. I have to watch the time. Yeah. Amen. But but I'm just saying, amen, it is a blessing to be on this side. It is a blessing to know if you lay down your head at night, it may not work, wake up the next day, 
your soul will be in heaven. That is such a blessing. Amen. You don't have to worry about going to hell. Amen. Because you've made a choice that you choose heaven. Amen. Over hell. That should be your choice. Amen. Amen. So, amen. So, so we're praying for so many of you all out there that have not received salvation, as the brother said. Amen. You know, amen. it's not like it's going to be some, uh, um, shouldn't be. Amen. But, but sometimes, you know, the enemy wants to retaliate. When you're working yeah. for the Lord, yeah. he gets mad, he gets upset, and he wants to, he wants to uh, attack us. He wants to attack your spirit. He wants to steal your joy. That's what I'm looking for. He wants to take your joy from you. And, man, I'm telling you, this has been a year for me in 2023, but God is on my side. Yeah. Man, can't no devil in hell take my salvation. On, I don't preacher. care what I do or what I may go through. I'll say it again. Can't no devil in hell take my salvation. Come the on, preacher. He steal your joy. Amen. He know he can't, he can't steal your soul. So, no. so, so you know what he said? He said, I'm going to steal your joy. He attacks your joy. He attacks with your, the closest people around you, family and friends. Amen. Then, and then to add insult to injury, he'll, he'll have your enemies to attack you at the same time. Come on now. Like you're in the world all by yourself, like nobody loves you. But the devil is a lie. I know God. He's alive. He, he about to say it out loud to remind myself, and I do. There are times I have to remind myself, Tim, God loves you, and don't let nobody else convince you or tell you different. It don't matter if they don't like you. It don't matter if they don't accept you. Know that God loves you. Know that God is on your side. Amen. He said, I'll be more than the world against you. Yeah. And you are what? We are more than conquerors. Amen. Amen. So I want that to be said. Uh, again, the main thing is that it's important that we get salvation, that we do not miss this. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry. Amen. I kind of, kind of got off a little bit of subject there. Amen. But I, the Holy Spirit just dealt with me on that. Amen. I want to talk about these uh, different resurrections. Amen. Go ahead. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verse 23, talks about the first fruits. Amen. The resurrection yes, of Christ in the garden tomb is the first time, amen, that uh, a man was resurrected and never came back to the grave. See, God, Christ resurrected Lazarus, but he had to go back, what, to yeah. the grave. Yeah, because why? Christ had not yet had the victory. The victory had been spoken to in existence by God over in Genesis 3 and 16. We knew that Christ was going to have the victory, but it had not yet been manifested. Christ had not yet went to the grave and yes, been raised from the dead. So therefore, death still reigned over mankind before, um, uh, before Christ had went to the grave himself, before he was resurrected, before God raised him from the dead. So when he raised Lazarus, Lazarus come forth. Lazarus came forth from the grave. But he had to, eventually he went back to the grave. He died. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us how long did he live after Christ had resurrected him, but we do know he went back to the grave. Amen? It's believed that yes, he, we knew he had to because why? Christ had not yet been raised from the dead himself. This is the act. The first, this is the first proof. Amen? First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verse 23. Uh, right. The resurrection and ascension of Christ into heaven. Uh, the resurrection of some Old Testament saints at Christ's ascension. We know that uh, uh, it talks about how the um, 
think it was the church how it was torn. Uh, uh, it was torn, uh, and, and it was in half because the souls. Man, y'all just don't know how great of a day it's gonna be when them trumpets blow. It's gonna be amazing. Them the graves are gonna be torn open. That's how powerful God is. When Christ shout with the voice of the archangel, those trumpets sound. The dead in Christ is gonna rise. It, it's gonna tear the earth up. Wherever those saints were, in the ocean, on the earth, in the mountains, wherever they were, God's going to resurrect those dead. Because some of the Old Testament saints experienced uh, experiences at the time of Christ's ascension as well. Amen. Yes, Amen. Uh, them that are Christ. The church saints at the rapture, at the gathering together. This is found over in First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Amen. 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 This is... Uh, uh, these are the ones who belong to Christ. The Old Testament saints after the tribulation. Amen. 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 Daniel talks about that. The Old Testament saints are going to be what? Raised from the dead after the from tribulation. The Amen. Remember what yeah. he told what did he, what did he tell uh, Daniel? He said, Daniel, go. He said, you don't have to worry about this. Remember? Let me read that. That's um, right. Uh, Daniel, the 12th chapter. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's start at verse 5. Daniel, amen. Daniel 12 and 5 said, Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood the other two, one on the side of the bank of the river, and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the, to the end of these wonders? And what is he talking about? He's talking about the end time event. He's talking about us. We're here. We're on the doorsteps of this stuff. The wonders of this is what this is. We're living in, ain't that amazing, brother? Over 2,600 years later, we're actually living in what Daniel talked about. Yes, He said, what are these wonders going to be? One of the wonders, one of the main wonders is the four horsemen, the Antichrist, the red horse, the pale horse with with the, uh, with death. Uh, uh, You also have the, uh, the black horse, with yes, uh, um, with famine, Amen. These Come are the ones. This, this is uh, Revelation the sixth chapter, Amen. When he talks about what are these things going to take place, the wars and rumors of war. We are in this it time is. now, right Amen. Now. We're it here. Is. We're in this time right now that Daniel spoke about. Daniel wants to know, but but watch what he's telling. He said, "And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river." Verse seven. When he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swore by him that liveth forever, Lord have mercy, that it shall be for a time, times and a half. What is he talking yeah. about? The great tribulation. Amen. Amen. The 70th week, the, the great tribulation. That's what Come he's on, talking about. You? We just talked about the four horses. And when he shall have, and when he shall have, Accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people. Lord, how much? He's talking about now. He's talking about the Antichrist. All yes, things shall be finished. Amen. And I heard, but I heard, and I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, Oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Come on, preacher. Amen. What is he talking about? The end of the 6,000-year reign, the end of the, the, the end times. This is the day and time we live in, the last seven years, the, the 6,000 satanic rule the, uh, uh, of the, the, um, the, the one world church, the, 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 the harlot and the beast, 
the world government, the, the Babylonian government. Come Amen. on, preacher. Amen. Yeah. Revelation 17 and 18. He says, uh, uh, he said, what shall be the end of these things? Watch what he said. He said and he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Lord, yes, have mercy. And and it's sealed and closed up. But we know that uh, Christ shares some of these things, just a glimpse. Man, there's so much going to happen in that seven-year period that we don't know about. He, 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 see, John, the apostle, John was just to warn us. And in his warning, Christ Thank allowed you. him to share some things so we would know. When the time of the end was going, it wasn't time. It wasn't for Daniel to know because Daniel was in, he's going nowhere near this time, over two thousand years ago. Yes, sir. It was for yes, us sir. To know. So Christ allowed uh, John the Apostle to write and tell the church the last two thousand years, which is the time the last two thousand years. That that time was four thousand years. The last two thousand years is the six thousand years. The end of the satanic Luciferian rule. It says, many shall be purified, made white, and tried. See, that's the church. But the <laughs> wicked shall do wickedly. So remember, you look at verse 10. And so this has been since the beginning of time. So you compare verse 10 of Daniel, the 12th chapter, to verse of Daniel, the 12th chapter. You know what it says? And many of them shall sleep in the dust of the earth, shall awake. Referring to those who are the saints of God. Amen. Amen. The church is already going to be raptured, amen. But it also amen. kind of contains the first, um, first, res- first resurrection, the first fruit. Then you got the saints' resurrection, which the trumpet is going to sound. Christ is going to return to get the church, and then at the very end of the tribulation, the Old Testament saints is going to be raised from the dead. But yeah. some of the rest of them are going to still be asleep. Who's going to still yeah. be in the dust? Hey, their bodies are going to be in hell. Those who who are going to be when they raised up at the very end of the great white, uh, uh, just before the great white throne judgment, at the end of time, that is it. Time no more. That is it. Uh oh, oh Lord! It says, and some to shame, and everlasting contempt. That's those that's going to be risen to be judged. At the great white throne judgment, Boy, Lord, yeah. have mercy. Yes. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. We know that. The wicked is going to continue. Oh, I don't believe in that nonsense. Man, you don't know. We heard stuff like that. I remember my dad used to try to witness to people. And, that, and you know, that, you know, my dad had, had people that he associated with. Let me tell you something about my dad. He was a loving man, and this is how we're supposed to be. He would have friends that was kind of like that would never go to church. I remember he had a friend. My dad had been like somewhere in his 50s or 60s. I think it was like in his 50s. He had an older friend that was like 40-some years older than him. He was like, the man died at 99 years old. I'll never forget him. He died at 99. But my dad was a good friend. He stayed across the alley from My dad would talk Amen. to him. Amen. Amen. But my dad was still a friend to him. You know, he tried to encourage him to go to church and everything. He just never would. Amen. But you know, sometimes you got people like that in your life, amen. Yes, you do. And, and yes, what's so crazy about it was this man was better than better to my dad than what anybody in the church was just about, amen. It's Come on. Sad to say, but it's like that sometimes, amen. 
But my dad Amen. was, you know, he he didn't shy away from the man because the man lifestyle. You know, he was a much older man. He wasn't in the street. He didn't do nothing he used to. He was a very old man at the time. But my dad was a friend of his. Amen. And so, amen. amen. We know that through time, amen. I have friends that are in the world, amen. I still associate with them. I don't go out and hang and do things that they do or things that I used to do, but I still associate. We call each other every now and then. We talk. I'm not going to befriend them because they still out there in the world, and, I, and I'm right. gonna talk. I'm not going to totally befriend them because you never know. You may influence them. They may have a question. Yes, they sir. may be yes, ready sir. to get saved, and you need to be there just in case that friend or associate decides to come to Christ. Amen. You, you got to be able to, to teach them about the plan of salvation. Most people in the church, mainly pastors, don't even know how to, don't know nothing about the come plan on, of salvation. For many years, I would deal with preachers in the church. They knew, I said, brother, you know what the plan of salvation is? They look at me like I was crazy. What's that? Brother, you out here, you got a church with a following. You don't know what the plan of salvation is? Lord, have mercy. Have Amen. mercy. Amen. Verse 10 says, and none of the wicked shall understand, understand. but the wise shall understand. Don't you know that that's right now? Don't you know that's been for the past 2,000 years? The wicked don't understand, but the wise, those of us that study, Elder Bazaar, myself, a few others, we understand what this book has been, what it was prophesizing. And watch what it says in verse 11. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that make it desolate, woo, set up. There should be 1,290 days. It's not about the last two and a half years. Amen. Come on, Amen. Talking about the, 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 the Antichrist. Yes, Amen. Sir. The Antichrist. Amen. Blessed is he that waited. See, see Daniel wants to know about these things. But what did it say? Blessed is he that waited. Amen. And coming Amen. to 1,305 and 30 days. Lord, I'm Yeah. But go thy way. Go Can thy come way. Down? Go thy way till the end be. Lord, have mercy. For thou shalt rest. All the same, they're asleep. They're asleep. Do you, do you know how tired your body is? You don't know it, but your body is tired. I'm tired now. Sometimes I'll be falling asleep. Your body, we put our bodies through so much that. We shouldn't have to. See, if Adam and Eve would have never sinned, we would never have to go through the things that we were going through in this life. We would never have to work for nobody. We would never be stressed. We have to worry about food, bills. Adam and Eve have to worry about nothing. God took care of all that. Clothes, shoes, gas. We have to worry. Your body is so overstressed. You don't know it because it's become uh, uh, desensitized. Your body don't know that you're overstressed. See, the stuff that we're going through, we ain't supposed to go through this stuff. The devil has put all this on us. So when you die and you in God, he said, I will give you rest. The 20 years you've been on earth, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, however many years you've been on this earth, your body has been through a lot. And my dad, my mom, my grandparents, they're in the grave resting. Right now. Amen. The soul Amen. is resting in peace. Amen. Why it says rest in peace. Yes, Because now they're at what? Peace. They ain't stressed. Peace. Thank you, Jesus. People be feeling sorry for those that are in Christ that are dead. I don't feel them for what? They are resting. 
they're, they're the best point. They're like babies in the arms of God. And then watch what it says. It says, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. Lord, have mercy. So what it's saying is that once they are raised, amen, amen, Amen. once they are raised, at the end of the uh, tribulation, you're going to get to see David. You're going to get to see (laughs) Daniel, Christ's mom, his dad. Amen. Yeah. All the the the, the uh, uh, twelve disciples. You're gonna get to see the old saints, Moses. You're gonna get to see all the old saints. And we're gonna be on this earth for one thousand years together. And He's gonna allow us to rule on this earth the way it's supposed to be done. Ain't gonna be no fentanyl, no drugs, no crack, Ooh, no, no overdosing, no 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 organ harvesting, no kidnapping, no none of this nonsense that's going on, on this earth. None. The Babylonian system will be destroyed. The wicked satanic sororities and fraternities and fraternal brotherhoods, the so-called elite, the so-called Illuminati, they'll be done away with. They recruit now. They online. They got Illuminati stuff talking. About they recruiting people now. That's yeah. how terrible he's getting. The devil's actually, he's, he's no longer in the shadows no more because he knows time is almost up. Yes, sir. He's no longer in the shadows. He's out and open. Open. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to turn it over to the brother. Amen. I'm going to go. That's all right, brother. He's doing a- good. A- a- amen. All glory be to God. All glory be to God. Amen. So verse 2, the two two resurrections are noted. Amen. Between those that are um that are not saved and, and those that are saved. And you think about it. Amen. Um, you think about it. In fact, l- let me go to a real quick, but if I got a little time. Go ahead, brother, go ahead. Take your time. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. I want to share this with you real quick. So you understand yeah. the word of God. It's Help for yourself. you to understand. It's, it's not for you to, to hide and shy away. Revelation, the 20th chapter, verse 4, real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Revelation 20, chapter, verse 4. I'm trying to read all the way down to verse 6. It says, and I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Yahshua, and for the word of Yahweh, and which had not worshipped the beast. Neither his image. Now, this is referring to the tribulational saints. They're, 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 they will be headed, and they will be resurrected at the end of the tribulation with yes, the Old Testament. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it says, um, and it says, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Lord, have mercy. Yes. Now watch this. But it said the rest of the dead. Remember that back over in Daniel? We talked about the rest of the dead. And Daniel 12 and 2. I mean, yeah, 12 and 2. The rest of the dead. So there were two resurrections. Daniel was talking about two resurrections. The resurrections of the saints. is several resurrections. Now remember, there's one, the first fruits with Christ. Then there's the, the, the church age saints. Out of the 2,000 years that, that, that uh, Paul talked about, that's us. Then you got the tribulational saints. Yeah. They will be raised. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
But he said, but the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were spent. This is the lost dead. That's the ones that are in hell. All the way back since Adam and Eve and Cain, this is who that, those that will not be raised until the very, very, very end of Come on. time. Come they on. got to suffer in hell, whether it's 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 years. Lord, have mercy of torment. And we know that on the other side, there is no time. So it feel like they've been there just as long as the ones that have been there since the beginning of time. Come on. Lord, have mercy. This Bible said, now you see this last portion of verse 5, this is the first resurrection. What that's really referring to is the first resurrection. The last resurrection is that of the dead. That's why it says the dead live. See, he refers to them as the dead, meaning that they're not saved. They are dead forever. The oh. dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. Then the second, the second last portion, last little sentence in verse 5, this is the first resurrection. Now it's talking about who? Us. Watch what it says. It says, blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. That's talking about us, the saints of God. Come on. Christ is the first fruit in those Old Testament saints that came with him. We don't know why there were so many, uh, why they were selected. We don't know who they were. We don't know if it was Moses and them. We don't know. We don't know. It could have been Moses and Elijah. Remember, Moses and Elijah was with Christ. Amen. Remember that when they came back? We don't know. We just know there were certain chosen saints that were raised from the dead when Christ was ascended to to heaven. Amen. Yes, and they sir. preached. The Bible says they, they spoke the gospel. Amen. Amen. And watch, watch what verse 6 says. It said, on such the second death had no power. Lord, have mercy. But no. they shall be priests of God. Referring back up to verse 4 of Revelation 20 and 4, where it says, and I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. That's us. We are what? Priest of God and of Christ, come on, and shall come reign on. with Him a what thousand years? Oh, and when yeah. a thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loose out of his prison, and we know what's going to happen to him next. He's going to be cast into the lake of fire. Lake Lord of fire. have mercy. Don't you want to take part in that? Don't you want to be saved? You don't want to be lost. It's people that you know went to school with, graduated with. Maybe it was your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Maybe you was married to him. That died and left his life and went to hell. There is no second chance. Don't you, you see what Revelation 24 said? And yes, the dead. Woo, Lord, have mercy. And the dead was not raised until the very end. Lord, have mercy. You ought to want to be saved today. Amen. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Amen. It says the dead thousand years will finish. They won't live again. In other words, the, the their soul and the body is separated. But the next time that, that God raised them up, guess what's gonna happen? After judgment, they're gonna be cashed into the lake of fire for all eternity. Go ahead, brother. I'll be listening well, to you. Go ahead. All right, God. You 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 did a job. We 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 we're trying to I'll warn you. Amen. We love you. We we care about your soul. We care about your well being. We care about how you thinking and how you living. We are living in that day and time where men are living in fear. Fear stalks the earth everywhere. 
People are scared of what's getting ready to happen. And it's all written in the book of Revelation. It's no surprise on what's going to happen because the Bible's already prophesied thousands of years ago what would happen in the last days. And he said in the book of Luke and Matthew and John, Jesus said, as it was, as it was, in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man come. It was horrific in the days of Noah. It was a mess on top of a mess. It was something that Noah could not handle. And so God told Noah, all flesh has come corrupt before me. Let's see what 6th chapter of Genesis says about that event that happened in the 6th chapter of Genesis when Moses wrote. He says, and the 6th chapter says, 3rd verse, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also his flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. God's going to give a man 120 years, and that equals to 50 jubilees. 50 jubilees multiplied by 120. 120 multiplied by 50 jubilees equals 6,000. 6,000 years God Almighty has tried with mankind. And since mankind, this is what it says, yet his days shall be 120 years, meaning God's going to give a man 6,000 years to strive with the human race. Because man is flesh. When he fell, he became fleshly. Yet still he had a spirit. But the flesh was always overruled the spirit because man didn't have no power to control the flesh until Christ came. When Christ came and saved by his grace and by the cross, guess what? Now God said the time is up. I don't strive with man under the law. I don't strive with man under innocent. I don't strive with man under conscious. I can strive with man under self-government. I have strived with man under the law. I have strived with man under promise. I have strived with man under grace. And I'm still striving with man till 6,000 years is up. And then I'm going to not strive anymore with man. And that will be the conclusion of the end of the tribulation period. God been working with man for 6,000 years, striving for him, yearning him, wooing him, calling him, doing all that he could do to bring the human race back into the relationship with God. And he said, and there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that. When the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Renown, meaning these wicked angels, 
cohabitated with the human race. And by communicating with the human race and cohabitating with the human race, they begot Nephilim. And Nephilim were half angels and half humans. They were cyborgs. They were wicked spirits that when they die, they become demons. And they infested the earth the same way that the world has been infested with the demons today. These are the same spirits that was infested during Noah's time. They're still being infested, they're still being infested by these wicked demons and fallen angels. And God said, time is running out. It come to a head. And six verses, and repented the Lord that he had made man upon earth. In other words, God said, I will never, I will never, I will never create another Adam and Eve. I will never make man upon this earth. I will never make him out of the dust of the earth. I will never. Repent means to turn 180 degrees. And God can turn 180 degrees. He's not going to do this over again. This is the end. The end of what? The end of the world is when the millennium reign is over and God eliminates all the wicked from the planet. And that is called the great white throne, just like the brother said. He will take all the wicked dead and raise them from the dead. And they will be judged out of the books that will be opened during the time of the great tribulation. And Jesus said, before I come back to the earth, it will be the same way as it was in the days of Noah. These angels, these fallen angels right now are called aliens or flying demons, UFOs, all kinds of cyborgs, little green men flying in saucers. These are fallen angels. Nothing else but fallen angels, and they are getting ready to invade the earth. They are getting ready to invade the earth, and we can see the activity of some of these demons and devils and fallen angels, the works that they're doing today. They are taking what? They are taking little 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old girls, boys, and they are using them for child pornography. They are using them for child harvesting. They are using and killing babies for body parts. They are using babies for sacrificing offerings and burning children and drinking their blood and their urine. And they are saying that if you drink the blood of babies, that it will give you longevity, that it will give you strength. And there's some truth in that because the devil knows the devil knows there's something in a young person's blood that can help an old person live a long time. A lot of people don't believe it, but it's true. And these are what people are doing, vampires and all kind of witchcraft and all kind of voodoo and all kind of yogas and doing all kind of meditation and all kinds of things that supernatural, demonic, demonic demons are working today every day, 24-7, and is what? Killing people, murdering people, 
harvesting people. They're using scientific experience on little children. They're wife swapping. They're committing adultery. They're committing fornication. They're lesbianism. They're homosexuality. There's incest. There's uh, uh, sodomite where men are, and women are having sex. Listen to me. They're having sex with animals. And we're living in that age now where it is dirty. It is filthy. It is rotten to the core. And guess what? The church is being involved with this. There's church folks being involved with There's occultism. There's secret societies that participate in all this witchcraft that's going on in the world today. This witchcraft is handled by Luciferians. Luciferians are demonic, demonic activity that the devil is illustrating all through human history. Ever since the days of Noah, before the days of Noah, men wicked, in the days of Noah, in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, in the days of Israel, worshiping God in Egypt, and they turn against God and begin to worship idolatry, Moloch, Dagon, Atrash, all these different kinds of God, they are using demonic activity and doing obscene things to what? To get the devil to do his bidding. Because if you do evil, the devil will be on your side. If you do evil, the devil will back you up. If you do evil, God will be against you because he hates evil. He hates the devil. He hates his work. And now he's giving man an opportunity to choose whom he's going to serve. You can choose Satan or you can choose God Almighty. Majority of the world, listen to me, majority of the world is choosing Satan. Men are on Satan's side. Men are trying to worship and call themselves worshiping God, but they're worshiping the devil. We got all kinds of secret societies that participate in witchcraft, voodoo, warlocks. We got people that's doing all kinds of seances and worshiping evil spirits, such as octopus deus. We got the New Age movement. We got United Nations. We got the Club of Rome. We got Knight Templars. We got the Skull and Bone. We got the Illuminati. We got the Council of Foreign Relations. We got the Bilderbergs. We got the European Union, we got Jesuits, we got Kabbalah, which is a Jewish occult. They are worshiping Satan, calling themselves worshiping Yahweh, and they're not worshiping Yahweh. They're worshiping the devil, saying that they're worshiping Yahweh. It's a blasphemy act. And now we're in that age where these religions and where these occults and where all these false religions are going to join together in the last days, which started in 1948. It ran all the way down to 2023, and now we're in the, the, the actual form of the wicked church, which is mentioned in the Bible in the book of Revelation. And this wicked church comes to a close in the 17th chapter of what? The 17th chapter of Revelation, we see the church of Babylon. We see the world church. This is a world thing. The whole world will fall under the dictatorship 
of the Antichrist. The devil will have control of the of this last day age. Seven years, he will deceive many people. And in deceiving many people, he has to have a body. And this body is found in the 17th chapter of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, we see the world church. Look what John wrote. The 17th chapter, the first verse says, And there came one of the seven angels, which has seven vows, veils, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will. I will show unto you the judgment of the great whore which, who sits up on many waters. The great whore is referred to all, listen, all religions of the world. Listen to that now. All the religions of the world is represented by many waters. Many nations will fall up under the influence of this great horde that ever have been, which divides, which are divided by men. Men make up these religions. God's way, God's way, this is God's way. God's way is Christ. And him crucified alone, as well, the many waters are a symbol of multitude of people. So this woman is riding. She's called the great whore, both spiritually and physically. Spiritually, they're worshiping other idols. Physically, they're doing all kinds of incest, lustful, sinful things. Listen, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have made drunk with the wine of a fornication. The world is drunk now. Drunk of fornication, both spiritually fornication and spiritual fornication. They're drunk. They're staggering to the whorehouse. They're staggering to the drug house. They're staggering in the streets. They're staggering to the church. They're what? Why? They're drunk. And they're taking part in worship of idolatry. And worship of idolatry demands incest. It demands sex activity. It demands sacrifices. It demands drinking blood. It demands eating raw flesh. It demands drinking urine. It demands opening up your soul gate to do these wicked things so the activity of evil spirits can tell tell you exactly what's required for you to have power to do these wicked things. And so what happened? It said, so he, the angels, carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit up on a scarlet beast. Sin is a wilderness. Sin 
is full of wicked things in the wilderness. If you ain't sin, you're in wilderness. You don't have no direction on how to get out. You're doing everything that's found in the wilderness. There's no water in the wilderness. There's all wild animals in the wilderness. There's no peace in the wilderness. All kind of noise is in the wilderness. And now the world is in the wilderness by following this great whore, because this is where this great whore is, is in the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit up on a red beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Seven heads represent the ten nations or kingdoms of the world since the beginning of time. The seven are the kingdom of Egypt, the kingdom of Assyria, the kingdom of the Babylonian Empire, the kingdom of the Median Persian Empire, the kingdom of the Grecian Empire, the kingdom of the Roman Empire. These all are worldly kingdoms ruled by Luciferians and demons and devils and cohorts and Nephilim, they're ruling the world now. They are the prince power of the air. They rule in first and second heaven. They are ancient spirits. They are so old that old had to get up and get out because it's beyond old. They're ancient, wicked spirits, and they're doing the same thing that they did in ancient times, that they did in medieval times, and they're doing it in modern times over and over and over and over again because that's what Satan only had to do the same thing over and over again every generation. And now we're living in the last generation where he has come to a peak. Listen to what it says. And the woman was arrayed in purple and a scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stone and pearl, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abomination and filthiness of the earth. This woman, this false church, this Babylonian, this Babylonian, the Roman Empire, all combined together under the Babylonians the Egyptians, the, the, the Syrians, the Romans, the, the, the Grecian Empire are all under the influence and power of the Babylonians. The Babylonians were the world empire. Babylon was the first empire that was the head leader, Nimrod, that had a plan to build a tower to heaven and to what? To search the zodiac and search the cosmos and try to reach heaven back into a place where Lucifer failed because Lucifer's desire is to try to get back into heaven and it's impossible. It's impossible on top of impossible. He will never, he will never come into the presence of God anymore. He is done. He is D-O-N-E. I mean oven done. I mean hell done. He is on his way to hell. He knows he's on his way to hell. He got a plan to do and his plan is to what? to try to get everybody he can. Woo! He 
he's trying to get everybody he can to get to a place where they will actually uniquely reject the plan of salvation. That's what he wants you. He wants you to reject Jesus Christ. If you reject Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, as the Redeemer, as the Emancipator, as the Atonement, as the redemptive plan that Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary's cross, if he gets you to deny that, reject that, and disbelieve that, and you die without being redeemed, by the blood of Jesus Christ, you will end up in hell. I didn't say that. The Bible said that. I didn't make that up. The Bible said that. I didn't draw that up. I didn't think that up. The Bible said that. Jesus Christ told Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, a Pharisee, He knew the law. He knew the Torah. He knew the rituals of sacrificing and offering. He knew that because he was a rabbi. Came to Jesus by night to inquire on him. What is it that you have that I need? Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus now, the highest office in the court is a rabbi priest. And Jesus told Nicodemus, a Jew, ye must be born again. And Nicodemus came back with saying, how can I be born again when I am old and I'm getting feeble? And I'm slowing down. He asked Jesus Christ, can I go back up into my mother's womb and be born again? Jesus said, verily, verily, I said to you, except you be born of the water and be born of the spirit, you, Nicodemus, you, Brother Brown, you postman, you UPS, you FedEx, you doctor, you lawyer, you teenager, you must be born of the water and of the spirit or you cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God. That's it. You can't go. You cannot go. And reach the heaven gates and reach the glory of God and see God and live with God and fellowship with God through Christ. Ye must be born again. Church going will not get you to heaven. Church going will not get you to heaven. Singing in the choir, preaching behind the pulpit will not get you to heaven. Your denomination will not get you to heaven. Your money cannot get you to heaven. Your color, your skin cannot get you to heaven. You must be born again. 
In other words, Nicodemus was asking the Lord, can I reduce myself back into a little baby, into an infant? Now, I don't know how in the world you're going to go back up into your mother's womb. I don't know long, how long you can stay in your mother's womb when you can come out again. But see, that's impossible. You cannot be born of the flesh again. You're born once according to the flesh. But in order to get to heaven, you must be born again, which means Christ, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Almighty God, the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of the Valley, the Bright and Morning Star, the one that died and suffered on Calvary's cross, dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder, went down into the bowels of hell, preached to those in prison, set the captives free, and came up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. The first man, the first God-man, because there's only one God-man. There ain't no two God-men. Ain't nobody else can do what Jesus done because Jesus Christ is God, and God is the only one that could have what? Come down here in the flesh wrapped in swallowed clothes, stayed on this earth, suffered and died, went in the grave and got up on his own power. He's the only God-man that ever could, ever will do that. And so he had to do that in order to redeem man. Otherwise, the whole world, the whole world, the whole world will die and bust hell wide open. But Jesus Christ said it in 316, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall never perish but have everlasting life in other words that that verse in three john three sixteen is the only verse that tells you salvation is free and if you believe on the lord jesus christ and you turn away from sin and repent of your sin and confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that god raised jesus christ from the dead the bible says the bible says the bible says thou shalt be saved s-a-d-e-d past tense and Nicodemus got the point. He recognized that Jesus Christ had the answer. And he said, now, unless you be born of the water, which means when a baby is born, when a baby is born for nine months, that mother carries that child for nine months, and inside of that 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 sack in her stomach is full of water. That baby floats in water. That baby lives through that water. Without that water in that womb of the woman, the baby cannot live. And when that baby gets ready to come out the ninth month or the eighth month, something has to happen in order for that baby to come out. And when that what that water breaks, when that water breaks, that is telling you that baby has to come out. And when that baby comes out, it comes out because the water sack is burst 
has burst, and that baby comes out, and it is born, not spiritually born, physically born. It has life, but it's not the spiritual life. It's God's life that every sperm, every egg carries until that sperm and that egg meets, and it is formed a baby. When that baby comes out, that baby is born physically. But as that baby grows, you got to recognize that baby was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Sin was born in me. Sin was shaped in me. Sin came from Adam. Sin God hates. And God hates sin so much that he didn't want to destroy man. He loved you so much that he was willing enough. God himself was willing enough to give his own son. That baby carried the Adamic nature of Adam. That baby has not sinned personally. But that baby carried a Adamic nature of Adam. And when Christ died, he died for the Adamic nature of Adam to cover that baby until that child gets old enough to be responsible for, for his own sins. When he gets responsible for his own sin, then that's when he must be introduced to Jesus Christ to save his soul at a young age. Solomon said, Solomon witnessed, Solomon wrote in the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes, he said, remember your creator in the days of thy youth. Remember Christ, accept Christ, repent of your sin at a young age. Accept Jesus Christ when you are young. Don't refuse to accept him while you're young because, number one, you have not really been acquainted to sin that will harden your heart. The longer you live without Christ in your life, the harder it is for you to receive Christ in your later age. That's why Solomon said, let's get there. This is what Solomon's trying to tell us. In the book of Ecclesiastes, we're going to get that and read that, what Solomon said. He said in the book of Ecclesiastes, these words. Amen, amen, amen. Here it comes, here it comes. There it is, right here on time. It says this. Remember now, your creator, in the days of our youth, while you young, while the evil days come now. In other words, you, you're, not, you're not acquainted with evil uh, right away. You grow. And it says, while the evil days come now, nor the years draw nigh. As you draw and you live, you grow older, and your years draw nigh when you shall say, I have no pleasure in them. You know, when you're young, you're wild. 
some some people you're wild. You you want to do stuff and you do stuff and you do stuff and, and you 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 run the streets and you drink and you you, know, you have sex organs and you go. We get involved with all kinds of different sin. Well, the longer you do that and the longer you stay in your sin and you go older, the older you get, rejecting Jesus Christ. The harder it is for you to accept Jesus Christ when you get older, when there's a time coming, when you get like in your 70s and 80s, you will say, I have no desire to do that no more. And because you have no desire to do that no more, that don't mean you saved. That means that you need to receive Jesus Christ at your young age. Most people that get saved, uh, there's a high percentage of people getting saved at young age than they are in their middle age or their senior citizen age. So that's why Solomon said, and he pinpointed that, remember now your creator in the days of our youth. In other words, receive Christ while you're young because Christ is your creator. He is God Almighty. So to receive him, you've got to what? Repent while you're young. Repent while you're at a young age. Get the word of God in you. And when you get old, you'll grow old gracefully in Jesus Christ. Because the Lord says, I got you. And he says, suffer the little children and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Joining the church ain't going to save you. Shaking the pastor's hand ain't going to save you. Just water baptism ain't going to save you. You have to repent. That means make a 180-degree turn away from sin and love righteousness. Righteousness come from Christ. If you love Jesus Christ in the spirit, you're going to hate sin. You're going to hate lying, backbiting, hypocrite. You're going to hate homosexual. You're going to hate the sin, not the person. Hate the sin, not the person. Hate the sin, not the person. And that's what God hates. He hates the sin, not the person. And if the person don't receive Christ, you're not going to hell because God hates you, but he hates the sin that's in you, and automatically, the only way, the only way that you can escape that is through Christ. And if you refuse Christ, then you got to pay for your own sins. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Don't let nobody fool you. Listen to what it says. Listen. While the sun or the light or the moon, stars, be not dark. You know, you get old, the eyes go bad. Now the clouds return after the rain. In youth, life appears all bright. If there is rain, sunshine quickly follows. But it is not so in old age. Clouds then return after the rain. Similar, the mind loses its power of recovery and cheerfulness. In the days when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow down themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the window be darker. More than once in the Bible, the house figures the human body. 
The keepers of the house is the legs. Strong men bow down and your grinders cease. Your legs get weak when you get old. Your teeth fall out. Your grinders cease to be. And they are few. Who look out the windows, be darker. Your eyes, cataracts and glaucoma, all that stuff starts striking up on you. Then you slow down. But if you go old without Christ, you're in serious trouble because it's difficult to convince a person that's been in sin for a long time and tell him he need to turn from sin because he figured all the dirt that he'd done, he should have been dead a long time ago. But see, God is love and his mercy. He wants you to have an opportunity to, to come to him. I'd rather live a short life and die short with Jesus Christ than live a long life without Christ and die and go to hell. Longevity don't mean that you saved. Wicked men live a long time. Atheists live a long time. Liars live a long time. Sometimes Christians die at an early age. But dying at an early age don't mean that you're lost. Amen. Dying at an early age, if you die right, you can die with ease. You can die with peace. You can die with joy. You can die and say, Lord, I did what you asked me to do. But you can live a long life and have a whole lot of fun and then die and go to hell. Because what? The blood of Christ has never saturated your soul with the Holy Spirit that you can know who Jesus Christ is. Woo! So as you get older, everything begins to fall. You say, when the sound of the grinding is low, uh-huh. shall rise up at the voice of a bird, and all the daughters of music shall be made low. And when the sound of the grind made low, when your ears go bad, you rise up at a drop of a pen, and noise gets you upset, and all the daughters of music shall be made low. The cry of the bird causes the age to start. The power to distinguish melodies is lost. The nerve to climb or even walk is broken, and their hair turns white. The lightness load becomes a burden. Lord, have mercy. Everything begins to deteriorate as you grow older. So Solomon is telling us, come on, remember the Creator. Because when time moves so fast, before you know it, you'll be 70, you'll be 80 years old and never has never had a change in life experience with Christ. And there is a change in life with Christ. When Christ comes in your life, he's going to change you. Oh, yeah. No change? You don't know him. No change in your life? You don't know him. If you still got hate, resentment, malice, jealousy, envy, you don't know him. And if you do know it, you ain't growing. And if you ain't growing, you still carrying that old nature, and that old nature still wants to rule. Satan still wants to get you. But let me tell you, if you're in Christ, you should be growing. You should be loving people. You should be telling God, thank you, praises, praying. You should be praying and asking, Lord, woo, and pray for people. So what we, we're in an age now, 
what Jesus said in Luke. When I come back, there's going to be little faith up on the earth. What you saying, preacher? Very few people are going to have faith in the tribulation period. Very few people are going to have faith. There's going to be little faith up on the earth when Christ returns. Because the majority of the world is going to be following the Antichrist. Because the Antichrist is going to got a system now working on it. It's called AI. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.